Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. To all of you that are in the room, those that are joining us online and those that are listening on the radio, welcome. We're blessed to have the opportunity to share God's with you, God's word with you this morning. And for those of you that don't know, my name is Jimmy. I'm one of the pastors here and just a pleasure to be up here today. For the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series we're calling Spiritual Things. And three weeks ago, Pastor Matt shared about heaven and hell. He talked about heaven is an awesome place and you absolutely do not want to miss it. Two weeks ago, Pastor Gary, he gave us a brief overview of the book of Revelation, and he shared that life is hard. Jesus is coming back. Don't give up. And last week, Pastor Sean talked about angels and demons and reminded us that God is fighting for us. And if you missed any of those messages, I encourage you to go check them out. You can check them out on our website. There are links at fccfm.org. This week, I've been given the opportunity to preach about the Holy Spirit. And there are all kinds of teaching about the Holy Spirit. And the good news is we have the Bible to come back to and help us understand things that we don't know. Today, our big idea is that the Holy Spirit is God in us, for us, and through us. Again, God in us, for us, and through us. And we're gonna break that down today. We're gonna walk through a lot of scripture, so there will be a ton of references on the screen this morning. I've had conversations with people that are actually leery sometimes to talk about the Holy Spirit, maybe because they've had a a bad experience or a different experience, or maybe even for some a weird experience with someone or somewhere, they're not really sure what to do with that. Or they've heard confusing teaching about the Holy Spirit. I've had conversations with people that are afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit because they've seen movies where they talk about spirits, and for whatever reason, it scared them or freaked them out. And here's the truth. We live in a world that is obsessed with spiritual things. I mean, almost every month there's a new movie coming out that has some kind of spiritual element, but the thing is, sometimes those movies and those stories, they will actually make light of some things that are actually not a game in any capacity, because the thing is, we do live in a physical and a natural world, but we also live in a spiritual world. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is it not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. And sometimes we're dealing with a situation, and we try to deal with it in a natural capacity, where really we need to invite God to step into that thing to make a difference in the situation. Here's the thing. We don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God in us. The Holy Spirit is a helper given to us, and he doesn't want to be a mystery to any of us. I'll also say this, that through God and his spirit, he can do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't need our permission. The thing about that is, is that he can actually give you a unique experience, maybe in just your relationship with him. But I think this is important when we talk about that this morning to reinforce that regardless of what we think God is doing in our life or we see or people will say things about God, and this is what I was talking about earlier with there being different teachings on the Holy Spirit, God will never contradict his word. So when you hear something about the Holy Spirit, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not necessarily even true or worth even taking time for. 
God's spirit spoke to Moses through a burning bush that was not consumed by fire. And Bruce does landscaping work and works outside, but he's never told me about a bush talking to him. And um, God, God gave Moses that unique experience. God's spirit spoke to Balaam through a donkey and outside of the donkey on the animated Shrek movies, that's not the normal thing. Like if you're having conversations with a donkey, you might want to talk to somebody. God's led his people, we see in the Old Testament, he, he led the children of Israel with a pillar of cloud that was moving by day and fire in the sky by night. And these are just a couple of stories that we see in the Old Testament. The, the Holy Spirit is a person in the Trinity that's in step with the Father and his Son, Jesus. As the old Saul sings, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. There's the closing chorus line of the doxology, praise the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Again, the Holy Spirit is God in us, for us, and through us. And we see this uh, kind of reference to this in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. That may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And again, we're going to cover a lot of scripture today because here's what's really important about this message this morning. It's not to give you my experience. It's not to give you my opinion of the Holy Spirit. Your experience with God will come from your interaction with God. But his word clearly gives us a great introduction as that passage shares that God doesn't just want us to know about him and the Holy Spirit. He wants to do life with us and fellowship with us. Number one this morning, the Holy Spirit is God in us. John 14, 15 through 17. If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Romans 8, 11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your Midst. And if anyone destroys God's temple, God would destroy that person. God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. I don't know if any of you grew up like me, struggling with self-worth issues, but I, I think it's something that the enemy uses in our lives to keep us distracted. When we start to question our value, it can actually keep us from allowing God to do everything he wants to do in our lives and through our lives. But when you come to realize that regardless of the hats that you may wear in your life or the roles that you may play, that your most valuable role is you are God's son or God's daughter. You may wear the hat of an employee. You may be the supervisor. You have birth parents. You may wear the hat of a sibling or a father or mother or mom or dad or friend. And all of those are great. You are God's son. You are God's daughter first. And to, to fully realize and embrace the fact that God loves you so much that he chose for you and me to be his temples where his spirit and his presence can dwell in and flow through. That is incredible. That is incredible. I sometimes hear people talk about 
prayer being removed from schools, but I promise you on testing day, there's a lot of prayer happening in schools. My intimate relationship with Jesus came a lot through prayer in schools. This morning we had baby dedication to understand that we have the opportunity to help raise children, to know who Jesus is, and we as the church get to walk with families to be able to do that, but to understand this, that your children have the opportunity to walk into their school with the presence and spirit of Almighty God in them, working through them. That's why it's so important to give your kids the opportunity to know and to understand who Jesus is, to put their trust in him, because you can rest assured that they'll never have to fight a battle alone in the day in their life because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead can dwell in them and in you. They can push through difficult things. We can overcome hard, seemingly impossible, painful situations because 1 John 4, 4 reminds us, greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is God in us is not only true, it's something to hold on to when the bottom drops out on our life and we can't figure out which way is up. And I know that for some of you this morning, that may be the season that you find yourself in. And I just want to remind you that the God in you is still working. You're not navigating this life or maybe that situation in your life by yourself. Number two this morning, the Holy Spirit is God for us. He's God in us. He's God for us. God is always working on our behalf. And there's so much scripture to support this. I want to give several passages to you this morning for encouragement. There are times I don't know how to pray. There are times I find myself in a situation and I don't know what to say to God. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. He convicts us and sets us straight about our sin. John 16, seven through eight. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit will help us grow and again, push through difficult things and grow in the process of that. Romans 5, beginning in verse 3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. We'd rather just get to the perseverance part, right? Avoid the suffering. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit keeps us on the right path. Galatians 5.16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And there are times in your life, like there are in my life probably, when you feel yourself navigating towards something that you know doesn't please the Lord. And it's not Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder trying to get you to go the right way. It's the Holy Spirit saying, that's not going to end the way you think it's going to end. And the Holy Spirit, he gives us clarity and truth over fear and confusion. 2 Timothy 1.7, I, I think I literally share this passage with somebody every single week. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I shared this thought on Facebook the other day, but I have a good friend. He's been a mentor to me. He's a pastor. And over the years, I've known him since I was a young kid, I think 11 or 12 years old, started going to the church where he was serving and every time we have a conversation, he asks me one of two questions. He'll say, Jimmy, what is God speaking to you? Or say, Jimmy, what is, 
What is God showing you? What is God saying to you in this season of your life? And I gotta be honest with you, there's a lot of times where he used to ask me that question. I didn't have an answer. And, but because of him asking me every time we had those conversations, and still to this day he does it, it's caused me to pause and pay more attention to what is God trying to show me in this situation? What is the Spirit of God trying to speak to me through this moment? God is always communicating something and working in some capacity. We're not always taking the time to make room and listen. The Holy Spirit is God in you, but he is also God for you, working in us and for us on our behalf. We can walk through life differently, knowing that regardless of what we're facing, God's got our back. Just the other day on Friday, I was at the mission. We have some new affiliates that are going through orientation to become missionaries. And a couple of our missionaries just got back from Africa. And one of them was sharing with me a story that they heard a testimony of this young woman when they were there. And this woman sh shared her story that when her three children were young, her husband left them and they were living in poverty. And she just literally felt like there was no hope. There was no, no way forward. And she was navigating whether or not she wanted to live anymore. And as she started to process that, she didn't want her kids to be left alone without her. So she felt in her situation of hopelessness, the best solution was for them to have a meal together and for her to poison her children and herself and have one more night. And that would be it. And as she's preparing her food in her small hut where she has a partial door, she told the story that right before she called her children in to have the dinner there was a knock on the door. There was an evangelist that just so happened to be in the town and he knocked on the door. He said, ma'am, I don't know who you are, but the Holy Spirit told me to come to your house right now. God changed her life in that moment because he heard what the Holy Spirit said and was obedient to it to go intervene in her situation. Romans eight thirty one. what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God in us, God for us, and last but certainly not least, the Holy Spirit is God through us. You know, as we grow up from being a baby, we slowly move from complete dependence on our parents to almost complete independence. And that's a good thing, right? Growing up to take care of yourselves is a, is a good thing. But when it comes to our relationship with God, the closer we come to Jesus and understanding who he is in our life, it actually should go in the opposite direction when it comes to dependence. There are some things that regardless of how hard we try, we need to understand we're not going to accomplish them apart from God's help and God's intervention. There are times where we will do our best effort and there's nothing wrong with that, but God then needs to step in to our story. We see this great reminder to Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4, 6, where we're reminded it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And God is not just doing stuff in us, and he's not just doing stuff for us or on our behalf, but he wants to work through us. I love this passage in Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How amazing to realize that the Holy Spirit can fill us up so much with God's love and joy and peace that just from the overflow of that in our life, that it can be a blessing and an encouragement to other people by us, that they can be touched by the Spirit of God through our life. I don't know about you guys, but I want that to happen in my life. 
by the words that I say, by the way that I live, just by God's presence with me when I walk into a room that God can minister to other people. I used to joke with my brothers when we were kids and we were learning about being temples of the Holy Spirit. I used to say, well, because I'm bigger, I have more room for the Holy Spirit. So I got one up on all y'all. Now, I have zero scripture to support that theory. It just sounded good at the time. But Acts 1.8, we see this incredible move of God's spirit, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need to go where you need to go to say what you need to say for others to have the chance to have the same hope that you have in Jesus. That's why Psalm 107.2 is so important that we let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because when we testify and tell of what God's doing in our life, it makes room for God to do more in other people's lives. The Holy Spirit will do things in you and through you that you could never do in your own capacity just to show you he's God. Just to teach you lessons that you need to learn to be obedient and effective for the kingdom of God. I experienced this a couple of weeks ago. I was away preaching in Maryland for child sponsorship and I had planned the dates out and I always pray about where I'm supposed to go and God confirmed that trip in so many different ways but we got word about our FCC staff retreat that we were having and I needed to be back in Central Florida Sunday afternoon so I'm preaching in Maryland in the morning so I gotta find the right flight and there was one flight at 2.05 from BWI to Tampa to make this Work And that morning I was leading worship and preaching at this little church and sharing child sponsorship. And the pastor, Matt, he's a friend of mine. He come up to me and he said, hey man, we're excited for you to be here. We're going to kick things off at 10 o'clock. And because you're leading worship and preaching, you take as long as you want. And I said, that's awesome. But I prayed about this trip and God also knows I have a flight at 2.05. So just so you know, uh, I'm here, but I also got somewhere else to be than here. So at the end of the service, I'm closing out. They wanted me to close out with a song, and I did that. And at the end of the service, I unplugged my guitar because I know I got to put my guitar away. Like I'm already making a list in my head, right? Things I got to do. I got to go down to the child sponsorship table. I got 12 kids out. I'm thinking about how long I can talk to each person, right? I'm like not even thinking about what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I'm just doing my own thing in that moment. So I get done playing, and maybe God, in the way that He wanted to do it, uh, we get done and they pray for me. And the pastor said, Man, we really enjoyed that time of worship. We want to go ahead and have an extended time of worship. Will you plug your guitar back in and let's sing some more songs? You guys want to sing some more songs? I don't have a choice, right? So I plug my guitar back in and my buddy's there and he's like, what are we going to do? I said, like, we're going to sing some more songs. I'm going to pray my flight is delayed just a little bit. <laughs> so we did. We sang some more songs. I unplugged my guitar. I'm, I'm, now I'm really sw I sweated through my clothes. I go down, I talk to people. They gave me this little table. All 12 kids that I put out got sp sponsored, praise God. I'm packing my stuff up, praying I don't forget nothing. Now, I know it's gonna take me an hour to get from this little church to drop the guitar off I borrowed to the rental car place at the airport to take the bus over to get. So I know I have an hour. So service started at 10 o'clock. My flight is at 2.05. And if you know anything about flying, they recommend that you're at the airport two hours ahead of time, which means I should have been at the airport at 12.05. So at 12.35, I'm in the car to drive to the airport. So I'm driving close to the speed limit. I am praying. <laughs> I'm sweating all of the things. 
And I get there and I drop all of my stuff off and I'm like, man, this is not good. And I got the notification that my flight was delayed five minutes, thank you God. And so, so now my flight is boarding at 1.40 and I'm at the back of the TSA security line at BWI Airport at 1.37. And just so you know, the Southwest Wing at BWI is bigger than all of RSW by itself. So I get up and I am like frantically you know, trying to take my belt off without my pants falling, take my shoes off, all the things. <laughs> Got to pull your computer out, all the stuff. And the agent could tell, you know, and he's like, hey, man, you okay? I'm like, man, I just got done preaching, sharing hope. Got 12 kids sponsored in Kenya. I've sweated through my clothes. I got to get on this airplane to go to the staff retreat for our pastors at our church. And he said, well, praise God. And he called over to the other agent and he said, let him go through the metal detector. Now, in hundreds of flights, this has never happened before. They always send me through the, the big machine you put your hands up, and then they invite me to go in a private room. They got to, you know, it's always that thing. They take you to third base without knowing your name. And I have never, ever had them say, skip that, go through the metal detector. So I walk through the metal detector. I'm kind of amazed, and I get to the other side. Now this, this TSA agent is helping me pack my things up. And I said, man, hundreds of flights. This has never happened. And he said, well, you're a man of God, and God knows what you need, and he knows how to get you there. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I grab my stuff, and I take off like a rhino in the wind to the gate. And... They moved the gate to the opposite end. So now I'm taking off to the other end. And I get there right as my boarding group is getting on the airplane. And I get to my seat. And I am a sweaty mess. And I'm breathing heavy. And I'm just like, whew, I need to stop booking stuff so tight. And I sit down in my seat. And I'm in the process of trying to catch my breath and thank God. And a guy tapped on my shoulder. And he said, I was going through the scanner you were talking to the agent, he said, I want to understand what you do. And right there on the airplane, I got to share Jesus and talk about the faithfulness of God to all of the folks that are sitting there in the airplane. The reason why that's so important is because I didn't do any of that. My sweaty self fell into that. In fact, God may have intentionally cause for that to go down like that just so those conversations could happen because that's how the Holy Spirit works when we allow him to work through us which leads us to our takeaway for today it's great for God to be in us the Holy Spirit to be in us and to be working for us he wants to work through us but in order for that to happen we have to intentionally make room for God to do it we have to intentionally make room for him to do it. Do we have any planners in the room? Any planners in the room? I'm a planner in some areas of my life, not all. In some areas, I feel like I am more spontaneous. One area that I plan, some of you like to go to the grocery store for fun. That is not me. When I go to the grocery store, I go there to get in, get my junk, and get out as quick as possible. That is my plan. We have some non-planners in the room, and that's true for some areas of my life, but I think that this takeaway is important for both of us today, planners and non-planners alike, because here's the thing about being a planner is that 
Sometimes we will be so intentional about our plans that we can actually squeeze God out of that. And for those of us that are at times non-planners in the same way, we can be so lackadaisical or kind of go with the flow that sometimes we'll forget to step into the things or miss the things that God's trying to do in our life. We need to intentionally make room for the Holy Spirit to work in us, for us, and through us. And we can start with prayer. God, thank you for living in us, Lord. <laughs> for giving us the opportunity to be your temples, to carry your presence with us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for it. God, thank you for the work that you're doing for us. Now, there's some folks in this room today, those that are watching online, those that may listen to the radio this coming week, God, that desperately need you to move in their lives. God, I pray in Jesus' name they would make room for that, Lord. And God, that you want to work through us. God, this faith journey, this thing about our life is not just about us. We'd be sensitive to the leading of your spirit. You would use us for your glory, God, that people would come to know you, Jesus, because of those things. God, even if you have to move us out of the way, God, whatever you want to do, we would be sensitive to that. God, we thank you for your presence today. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to be in relationship with you. God, be with your people, your sons and your daughters. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.